you wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way, and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning, mamas. I am so excited to share my stories with you today. I was so excited that I've been sharing them and you guys weren't hearing them because my microphone was not working. I'm still getting used to the setup, but all the things are where they should and I am now speaking to you. You are now hearing me and so here we go. I realized that there were a lot of details yesterday and I shared all of them because I want to give God full glory for my story. It was not easy to share and there have been many moments of doubt throughout even today if I should share it or edit it or add in explanations or take details out. But ultimately I prayed and I trust that I shared what needed to be shared and I didn't what is not yet time to share. I think that's the hardest part for me is I went from having almost every part of my life closed off and compartmentalized from the others to being a complete open book and sharing with anyone anything that I feel would truly help them along in their relationship with the Lord because my story is his to do whatever he pleases with it. I say that all of me is all of his. It doesn't always make it any easier, but it does remind me why I'm doing this and it gives it all so much more purpose and meaning, if that makes sense. Again though, this is a huge challenge for me because there is so much of my life, even just in the last episode that was left out, but I trust that in time, through our journey together, everything that is meant to be brought to light will be. Also, I do realize that yesterday was pretty heavy. I'm sure you could hear it in my voice, but I have faith that it was necessary to share those details of my life with you because I need you to know who I was before Christ and who I would be still to this day without him. I'm learning that I live in the details. When I hear someone's story, I have so many questions all along the way, and I'm usually left with wanting more raw vulnerability and practical steps that I can take if I should ever find myself in her current position. I want to give that to you. I want to answer all of your questions as best as I can, shamelessly and ultimately to be able to point to the Lord as the only plausible solution. I'll put my email below and I would love to hear any further questions that you may have and or if you have a redemption story that you would like to share on this podcast. So as I started yesterday, 
I want to begin in a prayer just to honestly calm my nerves so that I can look to the Lord instead of looking to myself to have all of the right words. Father God, I want to thank you for another day. I want to thank you for another opportunity to share my story and the redemption and the forgiveness that you have blessed me with and the freedom that I now have to speak about your glory. I ask that you would fill my mouth as I open it and that you would soften the hearts and the minds of the ears that will hear this message today. I love you, I thank you, and I praise you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, guys, there's a few more heavy details before we get into the excitement. So, I'm not exactly sure where to pick up, but I'm gonna start by fast forwarding, still in college, but I'm gonna fast forward to New Year's Eve 2017. I drove to Lincoln, Nebraska to party, and I had another night of drinking until I blacked out. I woke up that next morning, and the people who I had come to Lincoln with, we took my car, but who I had come with had went back to Kearney. So I was there by myself, which was fine. I was at my one of my really good guy friend's house. Um, I woke up in his bed. Nothing had happened, but still, just the fact that that's where I woke up, not really aware of where I was, not aware of where anyone was that I came with. I remember walking down the stairs and going outside and to get into my car. And I remember all along the way, I was picking stuff up like, oh, that kind of looks like my lipstick. Oh, that kind of looks like my mascara. Oh, like I kept finding my belongings on the street. And mind you, I'm still probably somewhat drunk trying to get to my car. So I get to my car and I realize it has been broken into. And the strange part is, is that everything, pretty much everything, had been stolen out of it, except for my Power Beats headphones, which is so interesting to me because besides my iPod, my headphones were probably the most expensive thing in my car. And they did steal my iPod. And just a quick zoom in on the details, music was a huge, and still is, a huge piece of who I was. I remember spending hours on the computer. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know LimeWire. I feel like that's what it was called. So <laughs> pretty much this is illegal. Again, I didn't understand the fullness of what I was doing, but I would get on YouTube. I would find the songs that I liked, and then I would somehow download it into my iTunes without purchasing anything. And so I spent hours and hours and hours compiling the music that I wanted to listen to. And I was very specific about my music. Honestly, I remember my dad listening to any type of music, but even worship music, it truly hurt my ears. I remember telling my dad, I do not know how you listen to this music. It just rubs me wrong. It, it makes me not feel good. So I was very, very specific about my music. And the Lord knew that, of course. And the Lord also knew that the music that I was listening to was heavily influencing the choices that I was making in my friends, in my lifestyle, in the clothing that I wore, in the decisions that I made, you name it. And I was constantly being infiltrated with how to make my decisions, how to make my life through this music. So as upset as I was, 
that was one of the best things that could have been taken from me. So zooming out again, I go back inside to try to find my keys. I find them, I get back in my car, I turn it on and I realize I'm out of gas. So not only am I lost, alone, and I ran out of gas. I have just enough to get to a gas station. And I did stop at one house before to pick up some more things and all of that had been stolen as well. It was wild, you guys. I get back in my car. I remember just sitting there and this is the moment. I used to think, oh, I don't have a testimony. And the more that God has revealed to me, I do. My whole life is a testimony, but this, I had so many people call them come to Jesus moments, even after this, but this really was the defining time. I just sat in my car in such just surrender. I remember saying something along the lines of, okay, God, I am messing this life thing up. <laughs> if you truly want my life like you say that you do or like I hear other people say that you do, you can have it. It is yours. And that was it. I truly believed in my heart that I was giving myself to him if he wanted me. I confessed it with my mouth that, okay, I'm giving myself to you if you want me. And in that moment, everything changed. It I don't want to be another story of this like magical event because I was still me. It had taken me 20 some years to get to that point, that version of me. And so it's going to take some time to refine that. But in my inner world, in my soul, in my spirit, in my heart, I was changed. I was different. I felt a peace just sitting there in my car, probably still a little bit drunk and yes, driving, just sitting there a piece that I had not experienced before. I mean, everything that I cared about, my makeup, my new Lululemon leggings that I had got in Australia. Guys, like if you listen to me long enough, the Lord is refining my poverty mindset, but it is still very much there. So I never would have bought these leggings. My cousins are very good salesmen. <laughs> They're gonna laugh if they hear this. And so when I was with them, I bought my first pair of Lululemons. Yes, they got stolen. Um, I think I said my makeup, my iPod, the Lululemons. Yeah, just these very worldly things. But at the time, that's what I placed my importance on. Those things were important to me. And it was a big deal that they had been stolen because not only did I not have them anymore, but now if I wanted more of it, I had to spend money. And that was so hard for me. I did not like spending money. I still struggle spending money. Um, so to have peace in a moment like that just doesn't make sense. And there's a verse of that in the Bible. I wish I had it written down for you guys, but it just talks about how the peace of God transcends all human understanding. And that's exactly what I was experiencing in that moment. So I don't remember what the scenario was. I was supposed to meet with family back in Kearney that day. So I called my mom and dad. I told them I was going to be late and they ended up calling each other and I think that they thought I was on some seriously hard drugs because they were freaking out. I had never fully taken responsibility of my actions the way that I had on the phone with them. I laid it all out there. I told them what was happening. I told them that I messed up. I told them I was out of gas and yeah, they were scared. They didn't realize that God had changed me, not a substance. So my 
sweet stepbrother, thankfully, met me at a gas station and helped me get gas in my car and I made it back to Kearney. And that will be forever the defining day where I just lifted up my hands and said, all right, well, I've tried it my way. And if your way is any better, which I'm kind of doubting it is, but if it is, let's go with it. So we went with it. And boy, did he have different plans for my life. This is the part where I wish I could just take memories out of my mind and put it on play for you guys to listen and watch. There's just so much. I don't want to leave any of it out because it truly all glorifies him. From that moment, I feel that I was just in a Holy Spirit flow. Every morning I would wake up. I never experienced this before. I would wake up and just be so excited to start the day. I didn't even know what it held. I was just excitedly expectant for whatever he had for me that day. I loved people deeper than I'd ever loved them before. I had mended relationships that I never even thought needed mending. I was able to be open and transparent and honest and see where I had hurt people and see where I had been hurt by people. And just a refreshment that his word tells us about, but you don't know it until you really experience it. And I will be forever grateful that I got to experience it and that I still get to experience it in every season. And every season is so different. I'm trying to stay on track here, guys, but there's just so much. So from that moment, I said I lived in somewhat of a Holy Spirit flow. So one thing would get brought up and I'd pay attention to it. I think a lot of it is because he allowed me the freedom to be present in each moment. He allowed me the free the freedom to realize that he was present with me in each moment. So each moment mattered. It didn't matter if I was walking or if I was doing the dishes, which I do not enjoy doing, or if I was doing homework, whatever it was, I knew he was there. And so I knew that moment was holy. I knew that moment mattered. And so I paid attention and yoga started getting brought up a lot, which I know can be super controversial in the Christian realm, and I'm not trying to go there or make sense of this right now. I'm just sharing my story with you guys. I prayed to God about it, and I said, okay, I'm going to apply for this scholarship. If I get it, I'll invest and go to this school. It was in New Hampshire, and if I don't, then awesome. I don't have to change. I don't have to move. Like I'll just stay where I am and keep doing this life thing with you. It's awesome. I got the scholarship, and so that summer, I went to New Hampshire for a intensive 200-hour yoga certification, and it was amazing. Um, At the same time that I'm learning about the spirituality and how to care for my body, I'm also learning about my new relationship with the Lord and Jesus and his love for me, and I was getting to wake up every morning and be in the stillness and the silence with him and his word. And then throughout the day, I got to explore the body that he had given me and the mind that he had given me and the soul and the spirit and the heart and all of it wrapped in one. I I can't imagine there being a better way of me learning about God than in such a safe, beautiful place with such an incredible group of women. I could still reach out to any of these women and we could pick up like it was yesterday. Only he could have planned that. Unfortunately, during that time, my grandma passed away and my grandma was so important to me, especially all growing up, especially after my parents' divorce. My mom had to continue working and so my grandma was with us most of the time. And I still shake my head and laugh, but also wish I could go back 
because some days we were so awful to my grandma. I can't even imagine the stories that she had for grandpa when she went home, but she truly was a second mom to us. And I still can't believe to this day that she'll never meet my husband on this side of heaven and that she'll never meet my son or any of my children to come. And yeah, it's just really hard for me to wrap my mind around that. I, I think because she passed away when I was gone, I feel that she's just on vacation or something. Obviously, that's not the case. So again, zoomed in on a little bit of a detail there. So I left my yoga training early to come home and be with family. I knew that that's where I was called to be and they were incredible. They let me finish it online and send in my video. So that was my first immersion really back into society. Honestly, I think we had left the retreat space maybe once. I don't think we even left twice. And so it was almost a shock to be back in society, be back in the fast food, be back in the busyness, the cars, the people, all the things. And it was a little overwhelming to me, but it was amazing to watch how God's peace carried me through, even when the breathing practices and the poses and the mental state kind of shifted and changed and faded away, his peace never did. It still withstood all of the change, all of the just differences. Change is the best word that I can use there. So I attended my grandma's funeral and shortly after that, Hawaii started getting brought up. And actually, this is a little bit different right before. Hmm. Timing is so weird. So it had to have been before I went to Hawaii. I'm going to just insert this here because I'm not sure the timing of all of it. In 2017, after that moment with the Lord, my life just went into uproar in all of the best ways. So I told you guys I was pre-med. Within that year, before 2018, within that year, I had switched my major through prayer to philosophy. I would eventually get a double minor in business and entrepreneurship. And because I switched my major to philosophy, I had to have a foreign language, but I had not taken Spanish since high school. And at the point in high school, the later years of high school, when I took Spanish, I was no longer very interested in school as I mentioned I was a super straight A, very into getting the right tests, scores, but I was also living a split personality of going out and getting blackout drunk and not really taking to heart what I was learning. I just wanted to perform. That being said, I was terrified to take a college level Spanish class and my sweet advisor kind of found a loophole for me, but it was still super hard. So the loophole was that I could go and be a part of a program in Costa Rica, a language academy, and I would live with a mamatica, with a family there, and go to school each day for, man, maybe it was a month or so. It was another intensive training. So within one summer, I believe that's what it was, or maybe it was a whole semester. I'm sorry, guys, bear with me. I am really trying to remember this. I know it's all in my Instagram photos and whatnot. So we'll just say it was something along the lines of I went to Panama first because one of, so funny story, again, detour. Thank you guys for bearing with me. You're my kind of people if you're just going with the story because this is how I talk in real life. So this is how you're going to get my stories a lot of the times. I decided to take this loophole to go to Costa Rica 
and my mentor from freshman year for my scholarship that I mentioned in the previous episode, she was also going to the same language academy, which what a blessing that God sent someone with me who I know to this foreign country. And she asked me if I wanted to stop in Panama with an instructor and her before we even went to Costa Rica. I said, absolutely. So we went to Panama and we actually went to Haiti too. So we went to Panama, we stopped in Haiti, and then we moved on to Costa Rica. And then after that trip, I finished it. I came home again, culture shock. And then that winter, I believe it was, I went to Haiti again and I went to Africa. Those were both huge things that hadn't been getting brought up. Ah, there's so much, you guys. I want to just share it all with you, but I have to just keep having faith that it will come out in the right time. So all through college as well, I've probably had four jobs, like at one time. Rather, it's nannying jobs or cleaning with my best friend's mom like I talked about or just odd jobs here and there. Whatever it was, I was always go, 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 going, and I was always saving money. So when the Lord would put a trip like this on my heart, I would say, yes, absolutely. And it's so funny because those plane tickets were so expensive, but the plane tickets were the one thing that I never felt that gross feeling spending money on. I don't want to say never. Maybe there was some doubt there, but for the most part, I felt such a peace buying those tickets because I knew it was where I was meant to go. And there was a time there that I don't think my family even knew where I was sometimes. It felt like I was getting on one plane to the next to the next, going to these foreign countries. And mind you, I did not travel growing up. I think we flew one time when I was maybe two or a little bit older because my brother was a baby, but young, we flew to Florida. That was it. Like I, we didn't travel growing up and I am so directionally challenged still to this day. I have to use maps to get everywhere. I don't know how anybody did it before maps, but I am just directionally challenged. So the fact that I even went from Nebraska to Africa, to Haiti, to Panama, to Costa Rica, to anywhere ever is amazing. And there's one time in specifically that I remember I almost missed my flight because I didn't even know there was different terminals for international or in-state. Yeah, it was a lot. But I say that because by God's grace, he seriously, Holy Spirit was leading me. He wanted me in a certain space. I said yes, and he brought me there. Through all of this, I felt the Lord putting Hawaii on my heart. At this point, I know people are thinking, of course you thought God was calling you to Hawaii. Everybody wants to go there. But honestly, I never had that desire. I never thought, oh, I really, really, really want to go there. It just, it's not that I didn't want to go there, but it definitely wasn't coming from me. I specifically remember I started looking into it when I was in Costa Rica because that was the first time I realized, oh, I can travel and I can exchange on my scholarship. I wasn't aware of that before. It hadn't really crossed my mind. So I got a hold of one of my, one of the people I went to high school with that I knew had also exchanged to Hawaii. She exchanged to a different campus than I did and just started asking her questions. Fast forward, I come back from all of the trips. I'm sitting down with my exchange coordinator and I'm telling her that I feel like I am led to go to Hawaii. I feel like that is where God is calling me. And I'm not sure if she was a believer or not because she was in a professional setting. I don't know if she could really talk about that with me, but she always respected my prayers and where I was coming from when I explained things to her. However, she also saw it very logically because this was her job. This is what she did regularly. 
And she was telling me I should not put Hawaii first if I wanted to exchange because I wouldn't get my first choice, which was Hawaii, and then I wouldn't get my second choice either because my scholarship was very unlikely to be picked to cover where I wanted to exchange to. And after a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, it came down to the last day and she gave me her personal number and she was like, Paige, I do not want you to pick Hawaii. You're going to be very sad because you're not going to get your first or second choice and you're going to end up maybe with your third one, maybe not even there. And I just told her, this is not about me going to Hawaii. If it was, I would be taking your advice. This is about me going where I feel called. And if I get it, then that's where I'm meant to be. And if I don't, great. Honestly, that's almost a sigh of relief, just like the first time and the second time and the third time, because then I just get to stay put. But that never ended up being the case. So I get a call for her from her when I was in class one day. I get out, I answer the call, and I remember her first words were, Oh, it was a voicemail from her. Her words were, it's a good thing you're a believer. Your prayers paid off. You're going to Hawaii. Give me a call when you can. And I just freaked out. I called my mom. I called my dad. Even before I called her, I think, and I was telling them, like, God is so good. Remember? Because they've been on this whole journey with me. They are just in awe watching their daughter, who they went from not even knowing to still not even knowing, but in a good way. They are just, they know God too, but they're figuring out who he is in a whole different way through the way that he's moving in my life. And this is where I want to stop because this is right before the next huge season of my life. So I'm so grateful that you made it through this episode once again. And I am so excited to continue sharing my story with you in the next episode. Have a lovely day. sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other women like us find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.